This is ASC Automotive Professional Pam Oaks, and it's time to take a 60-second break and make you a savvy car consumer. Move over hybrids. There's a new technology on the block, economically feasible, save natural resources, and have more power under the hood, all at the same time. Delphi has announced that they are working with a few manufacturers on a 48-volt mild hybrid vehicle. The predictions say that by 2025, there will be 11 million 48-volt vehicles on the roads, saving approximately 4 billion gallons of oil over their lifespan. Lesson learned. Want to know more about your vehicle? Visit me at carecarefortheclueless.com, making you a savvy car consumer. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a no idea. <laughs> I, love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? I want to be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy, play guitar, Jeff. It's a great name, and thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. It is a fabulous, fabulous day here on the world famous Chiggy Checkwire Radio Program, coast to coast, to border to border, on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world, iHeartRadio as well, AMFM247.com. Our brand new free Droid app and free iPhone app are available in the app stores, or you can go to JiggyCheckwire.us and find it that way. Selected editions will appear on iHeartRadio. On-demand commercial-free podcasts are available on our website, JiggyJaguar.com. Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast is brought to you by our good friends at Amazon. Check out Amazon. You can uh, you shop on Amazon. I know you do. And so you might as well help out our broadcast at the very same time. Check out JAGshow.com. For more information, that's jagshow.com. Click on that Amazon banner, do your shopping, and a portion of that will go back to our efforts here at the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Program. Here on our big broadcast today, we've got two great interviews. First of all, before we do that, we've got our music showcase we're going to be doing. Also, Dave Daly will come up with us at 30 minutes after the hour. But today we have the band Smile My Dear on the telephone. They're a four-piece pop rock punk punk band. They're from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, they're with us today here on the telephone. We go to the telephones. We've got Steven. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? Pretty good, actually. Tell us a little bit about Smile My Dear. Well, like you said, we're a four-piece pop rock pop punk band from Pittsburgh. Uh, we currently have a show coming up with Mayday Parade and Hawthorne Heights in Pittsburgh. Uh, we love writing uh, catchy music. Anything you, uh, you listen to by us, you can be stuck in your head all day. That's now, what, um, what we're about. Now, now you guys, how, how, how did the band get started? Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, I've been banned like, since like middle school, 
And I was in a, I was in a band recently, and we ended up breaking up for some uh, miscommunication, I guess. But I got some buddies together, and I was like, hey, you know what? How about we actually do something with our lives and like get somewhere with music? We all love doing it. And they're like, yeah, hell yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Hey, that's that's awesome. So, so you guys have been uh, been doing a heck of a lot. Tell me a little bit about uh, some of the different members in the band. All right, so uh, we got our lead singer Johnny Dombeck. He's uh, he's been in bands a lot as well. His old band played Warped Tour a couple years back. He's uh, he's been rocking it since way before I have. He's uh, he's taking lessons from bands like Split the Whale and stuff. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but if anybody listening has, they're pretty sweet. You should go check them out. Uh, our drummer Brian. Brian Brenner, he's been playing drums. He's old. He's the oldest of the band. He's like he's like the dad of the band. Oh, like <laughs> well, at least at least you have a a, a, a band dad. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so he, he likes to I don't know be the more responsible one. He's uh, he, he plays drums, guitar, and all that. He's actually probably the best musician in the band. He's better at guitar than all of us. It's pretty uh, it's pretty crazy. Then we have our uh, bassist Lane. We we like to call him the baby of the band because he's the youngest. Uh, he's been he's been rocking it for a while. This is his first band, actually. So we're uh, we're teaching him some stuff and how the how the ropes go. That's cool. That's cool. We've got a uh, great band with us today. Smile, my dear. They join us live here on our broadcast. And uh, thanks for joining us today here on iHeartRadio as well. Now, um, you guys uh, got started. You're out there in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. Uh, tell me a little bit about the writing process for the for the music in the group. All right. Well, uh, usually we get together and we, we start off with like a, you know like a basic root idea of what we want it to sound like, and then we just start throwing out ideas like, hey, it'd be cool to, if it sounded like this, and hey, it'd be cool if we added this in there. Basically, we don't want it to sound like any other song. We make it trying to make it as original as possible while keeping it catchy as possible. And uh, some of our songs can be sad, some of them can be like super poppy, and some of them can be about sex. Who knows? You never know what we're gonna write about. We've got a great guest with us today. Joins us live here on the telephone. Smile, my dear. They join us live, and uh, you guys are going to be playing a, a a pretty cool show coming up. Tell me a little bit about uh, this uh, this May Day show you guys are going to be involved in. It's going to be awesome. Uh, fun fact, actually, May Day Parade is what influences us the most whenever we come to uh, writing and lyrically wise and all that. So I think it's pretty unreal that we get to open for them. Um, we're good friends with all the Pittsburgh promoters, so uh, when they, they had the show coming together, we asked them if we could be a part of it, and then we actually uh, we actually talked to them for a while, and they got into our music, and you know they put us on the show. We're pretty excited about it. Can't wait. Uh, can't wait for it. It's, uh, it's called Four Chord Music Festival coming up. A bunch of bands are playing. Uh, a bunch of bigger bands like Hoffman Heights, Patent Pending, uh, Pittsburgh Classic Band called Eternal Boy is playing as well. It's gonna be pretty sweet. Now, uh, how, how did you guys get on this show? Uh, the band Eternal Boy uh, hosts this festival every year, and I'm really good friends with them. And they had a music video shoot coming up, and I asked them, like, they asked me if they wanted me to be a part of it, to be, like, the main actor for it. So I was like, yeah, sure. And I acted and was in their music video, and they got, like, a lot of publicity. So then, um, I don't know, we just talked for a while, and I asked them if they could be a part of the show. And that's just basically how it happened. That's cool. That's really cool. Now, uh, what 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 kind of crowd is expected for this? What what what, what are you guys uh, what are you guys uh, potentially going to be playing in front of? Well, uh, every year, usually Music Fest has about like two thousand, three thousand people. But wow. The show has a, a lot of uh, a lot more bigger bands on it than it did the years before. 
So, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. It, it should be uh, the biggest one yet. I'm pretty excited about it. Now, uh, when when you guys are done with this, where where do you go uh, from there? What what what's what what's some of the next things you guys are going to be doing? Is there going to be a tour involved? Is there? A, a, d- d- tell me a little bit about what you guys have coming up. Uh, we're currently recording an EP. We're going to release a song before uh, before the festival with Mayday, and then uh, after, like we're going to like kind of try to promote it as much as possible during the show. And then after that, we're going to finish it up and then release it. And then we're thinking about uh, trying out for World War this summer coming up. I think we have a really good shot at it to get on a couple days. We've got uh, Smile My Dear with us today here in our broadcast, coast to coast and border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and Stitcher. And uh, you're going to be uh, part of this part of this big coming up. Um, tell me about social media. How are you guys using social media to promote the band and uh, connect with the connect with the audience? Uh, we currently have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, pretty much everything out there. We uh, we try to stay connected with everybody on there as much as possible. Post a picture of like something goofy we're doing at practice. Uh, we we try to come off as like fun because we're we're really goofy dudes. We're the, probably the weirdest people you'll ever meet, and uh, we try to like portray that as much as possible. Because if like you can relate to us and know we're not like jerks, then I feel like you can get connected with us on a more personal level than us treating you like fans. Now. Uh... Where 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 can we get a hold of you guys? Where what what's the what what's some of the different social media outlets out so people can connect with you? Uh, everything on our social media is at Smile My Dear Band. So Facebook.com slash Smile My Dear Band, Twitter is at Smile My Dear Band, same with Instagram and uh, YouTube as well. We've got a great guest with us today. Steven joins us today from Smile My Dear. They're going to be part of a big show coming up here very soon. Now, uh, if, if people want to get details or tickets or, uh, or get involved in the event, how do they do that exactly? Well, they can, uh, they can buy them on the website of fourcordmusicfestival.com, or they can contact the band and get a uh, cheaper ticket. We're actually selling them for uh, about $10 cheaper than the online price and about $20 cheaper than the door price. So if you, wanna, if you really want a ticket... Uh, Get off us for cheaper. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, uh, tell me a little bit about this track we're going to hear here in a few moments. It is a uh, honestly probably. Tell me about this. Oh, it's about a girl. Uh, one of the words is, "I love her lips, her eyes are shining bright." Will you let me take you home tonight by following a girl around? And uh, not not in a creepy way. That'd be weird. But, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes, I understand. Uh, a girl like you really have a crush on. You really love all the parts about her. And uh, I dated this girl for a while, for about six months, seven, well, I guess that's not a while, six months, seven months, but we got pretty serious pretty fast, and it started in October, and uh, you get to hear some of the influences from whenever we were uh, dating and all that added in the lyrics. It's pretty, uh, pretty good. It's probably our best song uh, at the moment. I mean, all of our songs are pretty pretty okay, I guess. <laughs> Well, here we go. We're going to play this, and then we're going to come back and wrap things up here. Smile, my dear. Honestly, probably here. Our music showcase here on the World Famous. You can check our radio program back here in a few moments. Stars collide when I go to bed and Somebody 
case you need me tonight. Call me out, call me in case you need me tonight. Call me out, call me in case you need me tonight. Call me out, call me in case you need me tonight. Call me out, Jaguar Radio Show on the network. Back here on our big broadcast, Red Nation Radio Today. Also, tune in iTunes Radio Loyalty, KFRK in Denver, Colorado as well. The fantastic smile, my dear. Stephen joins us today to wrap things up here in our broadcast. It's our musical showcase here on our big program. And um, tell me a little bit about uh, where we can pick up some of your music and, and download your music and, and just get, get a hold of you guys. Uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, uh, pretty much all outlets on, uh, you know, where you can get music at. Just look our name up, Smile My Dear. We have two songs on there, uh, Shoebox Photos and Honestly Probably. Check them out and uh, let us know what you think. Fantastic. Well, you guys are amazing. Uh, good luck with the, uh, the festival coming up, and uh, thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much as well. Definitely. Well, we'll talk soon, my friend. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful week. You as well. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. We're going to take a time out when we come back. Lots of stuff coming up. Dave Daly joins us at the bottom of the hour. we got more coming up. Middle of the hour. This is Chris Markowski, your watchdog on Wall Street, and this is your watchdog on Wall Street Money Minute. 
Trim, trim, trim. Another trim. Average probability of the United States economy entering a recession in the coming 12 months. Yeah, um, it's looking worse. The average forecast for GDP drops to 2.1 from 2.4%. And I think that that is rose-colored glasses. I really do. I don't think we're going to get anywhere near that at this point in time. Uh, you try to tell me what the... Um, what the real, I guess, what is it? What's, what's going to spark it? What's going to light the fire? What's going to get the economy moving and grooving again? What's going to get business owners excited about the future? Uh, we've got a, a presidential race, which is completely spun out of control. we got a communist beating on uh, Hillary Clinton in many respects. On the left, you got guys talking about their wives on the right. Not too exciting to me. Watchdogonwallstreet.com. Check out audibletrial.com. Slash J-A-G-U-A-R. For you, the listeners of the Jiggy Jaguar Experience, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Personally, I recommend End of Watch by Stephen King. Check out audible.com. It is amazing. Check out A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. That's audibletrial.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash jaguar. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash jaguar for your free audiobook. This call is now being recorded. Back here on the program, and uh, we have a great guest today. I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself. Then we're going to talk a little bit about why he's here. Go ahead and give us a brief introduction on yourself, my friend. Uh, my name is Justin Klein. I'm in charge of the social media as far as Kansas City Comic Con. So if you've uh, spoken to somebody from the show, it was probably either myself or Matt Driscoll, the owner. And uh, we're uh, we're talking about the show that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Now tell us a little bit about uh, the Kansas City Comic Con and a little bit about the event and how it got started. Well, this is our second year. Um, our, our intention was to uh, come up with a, uh, a locally-based show out of the Kansas City area where we could focus on a lot of the creators from the area. Um, uh, I'm, I, uh, I live in the area and uh, knew that we had a lot of local talent as far as people who are both professionals and people who are looking to become professionals. And this year we've, uh, we've changed some of our criteria so that our artist tables have become free for any Kansas uh, Kansas City comic creator, anybody who's made a full-length comic book got a free table this year. And uh, we've really tried to focus on comics. I know that uh, the, the notion of a comic convention has kind of changed in the last few years, and people have it in their minds that it's, it's all about San Diego Comic Con, but I think maybe they've strayed a bit from the comic book format. We wanted to put the comic back into Comic Con, so uh, we've really focused on bringing in some A-list talent that hadn't been in the area before and partnering them up with uh, with our locals. Now, uh, tell me a little bit about what 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 exactly the Kansas City Comic Con is for folks that have never been to it. Oh, okay. As far as our, our comic convention is really focused on the creators, so we're going to have a bunch of comic creators, artists, writers, novelists, um, a bunch of crafters. We'll have media guests, including uh, people from Star Trek, Star Wars, um, TV shows, and, and movies that you've been watching for years and years. Um, we've got a live stage where we've got uh, 
uh, artists who will be working all weekend. We've got a, a huge tract of panels, so we'll have five rooms worth of panels going all weekend long where you can learn how to make comics, uh, listen to uh, cosplayers, where we've got a huge cosplay section, vehicles, uh, pretty much anything that you might be looking for for the weekend. We've got a, a big uh, section for uh, for kids. We've really tried to make our show family-friendly, so if you've got uh, young kids, old kids, medium kids, uh, bring them to the show. We're going to have a great time. There's a huge area that uh, we have called uh, Macaroni Kids Superhero Training, so young kids can go in there, and they've got the whole obstacle course and things where they can go through and become heroes for the weekend. It's uh, it's going to be a good time. Now, uh, for, for folks that have never been uh, to an event like this, um, kind of talk to us a little bit about the panels and some of the different panel discussions that you guys are going to be having. Sure. Um, we're going to have uh, five different rooms. So uh, our, our main room, our largest room, is going to focus on primarily our media guests. Um, so you'll be able to go in there and see people like uh, Michelle Nichols, who played Uhura on Star Trek. You'll get to see uh, John Schneider and Tom Wopat from the Dukes of Hazzard. Um, you'll, you'll get to see all of our big-name guests, uh, Billy D. Williams. Um, so they'll have specific time slots where you can go in, listen to a Q&A session, participate, ask a question of the, of the celebrities. Uh, then we'll also have a, a comic book panel room where we'll have creators in there who are talking you through the process. You can listen to, uh, listen to them talk about things that they're working on now, things that are up and coming. Um, we added a, a how-to room this year, so we've got uh, uh, video and audio equipment in there, so you can listen to you, you can listen to and see people actually go through the process of creating comics. Um, Hi-Fi Color Design, um, they're guys who are uh, the, the Millers. They're responsible for coloring a lot of the comics out there in the industry, the big titles. They're actually going to show you how to color a comic professionally uh, in that room. Uh, we've got a cosplay room where people will take you through the process of making your costumes. And then we've got a kind of a general creator's room where we'll have novelists and uh, crafters and, and uh, all kinds of uh, different people who will, uh, will show you a little bit more about the product that they've brought to the show. We've got a great guest today. Justin joins us from the Kansas City Comic Con, and uh, it is going to take place uh, this this next week, it is an amazing, amazing event. Um, second year for them. Uh, what did you guys learn from the first year going into the second? Oh, uh, a lot of things. Uh, I think probably the biggest thing that we learned was how little we, we knew about the end process. So uh, we really kept extensive notes. Um, we made a lot of contacts, uh, so I think that our second year was a lot easier for us in regard to we, we were more established, we were a known entity, um, so a lot of guests actually came to us and approached us and said, hey, we, we heard from people that we had a, that they had a good time last year, we'd like to attend this year. Um, certainly doesn't hurt that Kansas City's got some great barbecue to attract some, uh, national attention there. Um, uh, I would say that, uh, one of the things that we, maybe did well last year was our volunteers. Um, we certainly invited a lot of those same volunteers back. We, uh, we'd never put together a show in, in regard to um, uh, uh, having a volunteer crew. 
So it was very important to us that we got people who were very customer service oriented and uh, it seemed to work out well for us. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, great compliments on our, our staff there. Um, we've, we've got a lot of a lot of great people working behind the scenes. Um, one of our latest additions this year is uh, Cindy Rogers, who's taking care of our PR, and she's she's out there just killing it, getting people signed up for uh, to uh, distribute our our uh, flyers and posters and things around, and uh, setting up different events for us. We've uh, we've kind of expanded in some of our regards this year. We've got uh, there'll be a, a a live concert uh, for free on Friday night where we've got uh, uh, a band called Freight Train Rabbit Killer coming in in the evening, and we'll have live uh, live artwork from uh, a couple of artists, including Hector Casanova that night. And then on Saturday night, we're actually going over to the Midlands, so we'll have a huge after party there with, with uh, MC Chris. So that was that was something we we tried to do last year, and we've we've made good on it this year, and hopefully that will be a, a huge event so people will have something else to do over the weekend. Well, it sounds like a fabulous event. I'm looking forward to attending and uh, covering it for the station and everything, and uh, you guys just keep up the uh, amazing effort. If people want to get more information or if they want to buy tickets, how do they do that exactly? Uh, they can go to the official website, which is uh, KansasCity-ComicCon.com, uh, Comic-Con with uh, three Cs. Um, they can go to the Facebook page, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we will, we're will we selling tickets right now through Ticketmaster, so you can look up Kansas City Comic-Con there, or we will have uh, tickets also available at the event all three days. Fantastic. Well, uh have yourself a uh, wonderful, wonderful week, and uh, we'll talk to you in case today. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. Have yourself a wonderful day. This is a Josh Bernstein News Minute powered by AMAC. The Taliban endorses Hillary Clinton. Well, maybe not officially, as, say, the Communist Party has, but unofficially, as in the form of the father of the Orlando shooter, Omar Mateen. Siddiqui Mateen, who has strong ties to the Taliban, even running for president of Afghanistan under the Taliban ticket, was seen at Hillary Clinton's latest event in Kissimmee, Florida. Less than three months, folks, less than three months removed from when his son went into the Pulse nightclub and shot to death 49 Americans. I guess this is his way of grieving. And we all know that Hillary Clinton's close ties with radical Islam continues. This has been a Josh Bernstein News Minute. I'm Josh Bernstein, and you're up to date. Today's podcast is brought to you by Amazon. It's really easy to support the Jiggy Jaguar experience before you shop on Amazon. And we all know you do. Go to the website, jagshow.com. Click on the Amazon banner on the homepage. It's that easy. Remember, that's jagshow.com. Click the Amazon banner before you shop. Twenty-four-seven, three-sixty-five. The number two internet radio program according to TalkStreamLive.com. This is the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show. That's called a live read, kids. They do them in radio. 28 minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us here on our big broadcast, coast to coast, to boulder to boulder. I'll tune in. iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, of course. 
brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store. Check out JiggyJaguar.us for more information. And uh, we are going to go to the uh, telephones. Actually, we're going to try to call them on Skype if I can uh, find the phone number. We are going to uh, try to get them hooked up on Skype today. If you want to get a hold of us on our app, you can do so, JiggyJaguar.us. And uh, that pretty much, you can do everything that you want to do inside of our app. It is absolutely amazing, and uh, I just, I can't say enough good things about it. I'm just absolutely, absolutely amazed. Uh, check out us for more information. And we are going to try to get a hold of Dave Daly. He is going to be our guest here in a few moments. And uh, looking forward to talking to Dave. He is uh, the monster motivator, as he says on uh, on his website and everything else. Dave Daly is uh, fantastic. Check out Leadership Through Motivation, Inspiration, and Perspiration. DaveDalyMM.com. And uh, you can pick up more information on Dave. Uh, supposed to chat with him today. Uh, good stuff. What do we have here? Uh, apparently, what is this? We're supposed to talk to him at 2.30 Central, 3.30 Eastern, which is uh, here in a few moments. He says, the 12th won't work for me. Let me know what else you have. That was six days ago. Dave Daly. Uh, let's do this. We're going to take a, a quick break. Let's do the Unlock Your Wealth Minute. we got more coming up. Welcome to the Unlock Your Wealth Update. Here's Heather yep. Wagonhall. Successful money management begins with knowing what areas of concern we must be addressing and when to address it. We don't have to be experts in every area. However, we do need to know specific areas to focus on to interview and select the right financial professionals to delegate effectively. We refer to these areas of concern as our financial five. Income and expenses, what's coming in and going out. Protections, ensuring for your financial success. Asset accumulation is a tiered savings plan. Asset multiplication is investing for our future. And asset preservation is reducing taxes and leaving legacies. Now that you know what you should know, take a mental inventory and find out where you are with your financial five. For more great resources to help you create unlimited wealth and happiness, visit our website at crackingyourmoneycode.com. I'm Heather Wagonhouse. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. The Jiggy Jaguar radio program continues. Well, apparently we're not going to be talking to Dave Daly. Apparently today, this this uh, this time will not work for him. So we are going to... Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll go to a pre-tape. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. We've got a fabulous guest to kick off our world-famous Chicken Jaguar radio program today. 
We've got Dr. Herb London going to join us here in just a few moments. And uh, if you want to get a hold of us on iHeartRadio, search Chicky Chegwire on iHeartRadio or find us on 50-plus AM FM stations. A complete list is available at our website, JiggyJaguar.com. Herb London is with us today, Dr. Herb London. And, uh, Doctor, how are you, sir? I'm doing very well. Hope you're doing well, too. Yes, yes. I wanted to get you on today because there is a lot to talk about. <laughs> and, uh, we don't... Uh, first of all, let's uh, let, 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 let's chat about this uh, situation with uh, Obama. He he attended the G two, um, th- this this globalist weird thing they do every year, and um, th- there was all sorts of feedback. Um, North Korea basically is firing three ballistic missiles as this thing meets. Um, there is a lot going on. Uh, give, give me your assessment of what went on uh, with this and how Obama relates to this whole thing. Well, at the, as the G20 meeting suggests, the United States has become irrelevant under the leadership of Mr. Obama. Yep. Prior to the, e, the G20 meeting, Erdogan of Turkey engaged in a day march with Russia. They've been at war for a thousand years, but they're trying to arrive at some sort of understanding. The understanding is clear. The Kurds will be killed by the Turks and the Russians will be permitted to keep Assad. But what was interesting is Erdogan gives a 45-minute speech talking about the Middle East, talking about ISIS, talking about Syria, talking about the Iranians, talking about the Russians, talking about the Turks. But there's a variable that's missing from this equation. The United States, irrelevant. China has engaged in complete control of the South China Sea. The United States once had the largest navy in that part of the world, and we, there was no nation that would engage in any conflict with America. The Chinese have now controlled the freedom of the seas by suggesting all of the commercial tonnage that moves through the East and South China Sea will now be controlled by the Chinese, and then the way to the Straits of Malacca, they will have to engage the Chinese one way or another. The United States in this equation, not considered. Wow. The Europeans. If you looked at the, the symbolic nature of what was going on there, just look at the body language. He was the French leader talking to the German leader. The United States, there was Obama kind of looking out into space. No one engaged him in conversation. It's astonishing to me that the world's greatest power, the largest military power, the most important economic engine in the world, is now regarded as irrelevant in world affairs. This is what has happened under the leadership of Barack Obama. So I, I think the G20 meeting is in many ways very representative of what is happening on the world stage, and it is an astonishingly negative picture, picture for this nation. We've got Dr. Herb London joining us today. He is uh, he has uh, got a lot of good commentary here today. He's the president of the London Center for Policy Research, co-author of the new book, The Encyclopedia of Militant Islam. We'll get into that here in just a few moments as well. Now, um, with with this book, uh, this and uh, with this whole thing that happened this last week, Brexit, Trump, they basically have uh, have got the world shaking. Here is is what's been going on. Well, what's happening in the United States, and to some degree what happened in Brexit, is there are a lot of people who are left out of the economic situation that we are facing in the world today. There have been extraordinary technological advances. But if you understand the views of Schumpeter, the great economist who talked about creative destruction, creativity adds to growth and adds to additional wealth. But in the process, there's destruction. 
people who are left behind, people who cannot find jobs, people who are left out of the equation completely because they no longer matter. Take the steel worker at 55 years old, three kids living in the Midwest. Is he going to find a new job? Is he going to be retooled for another position? It's very unlikely. What does this guy do? He's got three kids, two of them are in college. How does he pay the bills? These are the kind of people who represent the anger, the resentment on which Donald Trump has capitalized and to which, to some degree, the Brexit vote represented. So I do think that there are forgotten Americans, people who pay their taxes. They don't ask much from their government. All they're saying is, give us a break. Give us a fair shake. They're not getting it in the United States today. We invite Syrians into the United States. We say to the Syrians, we're going to put you up in motels across the country, in different cities. The United States government pays for that. At the same time, we say to our veterans, we don't have enough money to take care of your care in veterans' hospitals. Yep. Now, wait a second. These are foreigners coming into the United States. We put them <laughs> yes. up in motels across the country. And then you scratch your head and you say, oh, you don't have enough money to take care of our veterans who have defended this country? Please, there's something fundamentally wrong with that equation. We've got Dr. Herb London with us today, president of the London Center for Policy Research, co-author of a great new book, The Encyclopedia of Militant Islam. We'll talk about that here in a couple segments here on our broadcast. And uh, to wrap up this uh, this G2 situation, um, what what was the one lesson you learned about the, through this whole thing uh, that can go forward in the uh, presidential elections? Well, what, what has to go forward, and I think what Donald Trump is obviously going to have to talk about, is how we restore confidence in the nations that were once our allies. How do we give them the impression that the United States is a state that will stand by its word? We have a mutual defense pact with the Japanese. The Japanese are saying those missiles that were fired by North Korea, you know where they landed? The Sea of Japan. The Japanese are nervous, and they're understandably nervous. And they're saying, what is the United States doing about this? After all, we have a mutual defense pact. We're counting on the United States' nuclear umbrella. We do not have nuclear weapons of our own to serve as a deterrent. So, again, nations across the globe are asking an obvious question. Where is America? Where do you stand? Are you with us? Will you stand by your defense pacts? And the question is an interesting, it's an interesting question, but there is not an obvious answer. We've got Herb London with us today, Dr. Herb London. We're going to take a 60-second timeout. When we come back, we're going to chat about uh, this uh, incredible, incredible September 11th anniversary coming up, and we're also going to tie that into the brand-new book, The Encyclopedia of Militant Islam. We've got more coming up here in our program. Right now, the Josh Bernstein Minute of the Day. We're back here in a few moments. This is a Josh Bernstein News Minute powered by AMAC. The left-wing media has spent the last month or so claiming that Donald Trump is unfit to be president. However, the unfit candidate is not the New York billionaire and instead is the crooked politician and ex-First Lady Hillary Clinton. New medical records released by a disgruntled former employee of Hillary Clinton's doctor, Dr. Lisa, has revealed that Hillary cortical vascular dementia. So my question is this, when will the media cover these new allegations and claims? Answer, never. They are too busy talking about Donald Trump's lack of fitness instead. This has been a Josh Bernstein News Minute. I'm Josh Bernstein, and you're up to date. 
Welcome back to our world famous Chicky Jaguar radio program, coast to coast and border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course a brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store, JiggyJaguar.us. If you want to pick it up and uh, we've got Dr. Herb London with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast. And uh, in this segment, we're going to be discussing the uh, upcoming anniversary of 9-11. Uh, I, I can't believe it is been at what, what, what is it? 12, 13 years that, that, that this that this is just 15 years. It was 2001. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, Dr. Herb London with us today here on our broadcast. Um uh, Basically, with all this, and it's become a two-point race now between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Um, what, what, what do you make of all this as as we go forward with uh, with, with this anniversary of nine eleven and and how that all works with ISIS and Iran and Putin and all these things? Well, look, militant Islam killed three thousand Americans on that fateful day, nine eleven two thousand one. Yes, America has been at war ever since, and for another generation, we will be at war. This is not unlike the Cold War. This is a 40- or 50-year war, and the United States will be involved fighting against militant Islam. If tomorrow, God willing, you, you, we, you defeat ISIS, there are other militant Islamic groups that you will have to contend with, because this is not going away. Militant Islam is intent on three things. One is the caliphate, two is the use of jihad as a method, and three, of course, is the whole notion of Sharia, which is not only law, it is a way of conducting your life. And if you don't oblige by these, that you're not obliged to, face, to follow these things, then you are not a good Muslim. And so this radical Islamic view is having a profound effect on a sizable portion of the Muslim population, and we will have to contend with it. And this is not only a question of bullets and tanks and what happens on the battlefield. This is also a question of ideas. It's an ideational war. Can we come up with a template for dealing with this kind of ideational problem that we are facing? And it's a question of dirty tricks, propaganda, cultural war, understanding exactly what we did in the Cold War to defeat the Soviet Union. We must apply some of those same rules now. There is no question we have the intelligence, we have the smarts, but do we have the will to do this? That's the big question. And during the last eight years, we haven't demonstrated that. We're fighting this war with two hands tied behind our back. And whether the next president of the United States is Donald Trump or it's Hillary Clinton, that person is going to have to face this problem. How do you deal with this ideational war that we are now engaged in? And how do you come up with the template and the will to engage in this in this very formidable en- enemy? We've got Dr. Herb London joining us today here in our broadcast, Coast to Coast and Border to Border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course, Brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store. And uh, let's talk about uh, your brand new book, The Encyclopedia of Militant Islam. Why did you decide to write this book? Well, you know, I'm walking down the street one day and I hear people talking about radical groups. And they say, what is the difference between Al-Hurrah, Al-Qaeda, Boko Haram, Hamas, Hezbollah? They just thought... It's a kind of hodgepodge. They didn't know <laughs> yeah. the differences. And there are differences. But the important thing is, of course, the overarching theme is the same for all of them. And I've already explained that when I talked about the nature of the caliphate. Yes. But at the same time, there are also differences. They're in different locations. They have different tactics. They are, they're finding different funding sources. And so they're not all the same. It's a question of understanding what kind of enemy we are facing and where on the globe are we facing this enemy. 
so it's important for the United States to start getting a better understanding of where the enemy is. When a number of women were, arrest, were arrested, apprehended by yes. Boko Haram in Nigeria, we had all sorts of signs that bring the women back. And of course, that all went away, and the women were not brought back, because we don't know how to fight the enemy in Nigeria. And we have to be able to do so using methods that are clearly designed for that kind of African nation. That is important to understand, that the tactics we employ have to be comparable to the tactics that are employed by our enemy. And I don't think we understand that. I don't think the American public understands that. And that was one of the reasons why this book is written. This is not nighttime reading. You're not going to read this book unless you want to go to bed very quickly. It could be soporific, because the book deals with all 44 different terrorist groups, where they come from, what they are, what kind of tactics they employ. Uh, maybe you read one chapter at a time, but it's not easy reading. So I want to make it clear that if you want information and the most encyclopedic information that one can obtain about the terrorist organizations around the globe, this is the book for you. But if you're looking for uh, easy reading, night, uh, nighttime reading, this is probably, probably not appropriate. <laughs> We've got Dr. Herb London with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast. And uh, this this book is incredibly well written. Tell me about the writing process for the book. Well, you know, I, I have uh, three colleagues who are, two colleagues who are involved with this. I, I wrote a portion of it. I wrote the introduction. And, and obviously I wanted to try and create a context for why this book was written. A yeah. lot of the work was done by one of my interns has become a senior fellow in the London Center named Brian Griffin, who did a lot of the heavy lifting in this book. And then a, a concluding chapter on the things that we have to do going ahead by Jed Babin, who's one of the world's great military analysts, who's former assistant secretary of the Air Force, and in addition, writes a regular column for the Washington Times, for the DC Examiner, and for the American Spectator. So, I mean, these are two very qualified people who have worked with me, and the book, I think, is a rather important contribution even though, as I've indicated, it's not going to win a prize, a Pulitzer Prize, for easy reading. We've got Dr. Herb London joining us today here in our broadcast, Coast to Coast and Border to Border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher. Uh, this this book that we're talking about today is a fantastic, fantastic read. And uh, what's been some of the reviews you've gotten on the book so far? Well, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very happy about that. I mean, the reviews have been very good. But the important thing is, this is a way of informing the public in an area where the public really knows very little and where this administration refuses to even accept the idea that there's something called radical Islam. Yes. Now, we don't like to use the term radical Islam. I use militant Islam because this is an Islam that wants to go to war. This is an Islam that believes in the verses of the sword, where the way to extend the religious influence is through the sword. So, again, it's a, it's a question of understanding the enemy and recognizing the fact that this is going to be a long war, a generational war, and as a consequence, it is very, I think, a very good idea for Americans to start getting a better grip on the kind of enemy that we are now confronting. We've got Dr. Herb London joining us today here in our broadcast. He is absolutely amazing. And uh, if you uh, missed the first part of our interview, we've got it posted at our website, cheekychankwire.com, or uh, you can download our podcast as well. Um, Dr. Herb London is the president of the London Center for Policy Research and co-author of the brand-new book, The Encyclopedia of Militant Islam. Uh, who, what do you want readers to take away from your writing of this great book? Well, as I indicated, you know, I want the readers to read this book. I mean, they're not going to sit down and read several hundred pages yeah. at one sitting. But I want them to read one chapter at a time and absorb it and understand what 
kind of tactics would be necessary for the United States to employ. And as a potential voter, what candidate, which candidate do you want to support with the best understanding of how you deal with this enemy? Now, this book doesn't provide an answer to that question. It provides a context for answers to the question. That is, the context is recognizing the kind of enemy that we face and the tactics that that enemy employs. Which of the candidates that we are now dealing with is best prepared to deal with this, these issues? And I think the book provides some context for answering that question. We've got Dr. Herb Lennon with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone. And uh, a couple more questions for Dr. Herb about this incredible book, The Encyclopedia of Militant Islam. Um, will you be doing a follow-up? Is there a possibility that there could be a follow-up to this? Well, what we are doing online is we're doing a follow-up because there are changes that occur every day. This is, uh, this is a more of a montage than a photograph. We, what we are doing is providing a motion picture of changes that are occurring around the globe. And as I indicated earlier in this, in this interview, you asked me about ISIS, and I said even if we defeat ISIS, there is still the threat of militant Islam. And, and I believe that very strongly. So the consequence is to understand the nature of this long-term war that we are fighting and what it will take in order to win that war. And that's why I think the book represents a contribution because we have to start thinking slightly differently from the way we have in the past. We don't even recognize the fact that we are in a war. The war has been declared against us. Osama bin Laden said at least 7 million Americans must die. Where did he get the number from 7 million? I'm not sure about, but he claims those were people who were killed in the Middle East by the United States. And again, that's his claim. Osama bin Laden is now facing uh, some sort of uh, paradise and so he is no longer capable of providing an answer to that question. But there's no doubt that they want to kill a lot of Americans. Americans have to be able to defend themselves. And defend yourself not only by asserting the nature of freedom that we have and that we're privileged to have and understanding our Constitution, but also recognizing the fact we have to be able to defend ourselves. And that means providing the right resources for the right enemy. Well, it is a uh, absolutely amazing, amazing book, and I'm glad that uh, we were able to get you on today and uh, and to chat about the book. Um, if people want to get a hold of you or they've picked the book up and they want to uh, get you some feedback, uh, how exactly do uh, readers get a hold of you? Well, I, I'd love to hear from your listeners, uh, James. And, again, the easiest way to reach me is londoncenter.org, and the book is available at Amazon not an expensive proposition. I think it's now selling for like $14 or $15, but I think it's well worth the read. So I urge your listeners to get a copy of the book from Amazon, and again, let me thank you for being on your program, and let me thank you as well for the great work that you do for this country. Definitely. Well, I appreciate it, sir. Thanks for being with us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you all the best. Appreciate it. Dr. Herb London with us today. We're going to take a time out and come back with more here on our program.